Welcome, everybody, to an exclusive episode of The Sheriff. Guys, do I ever have a treat for you? We have a little bit of exclusive news, and I have such an exclusive guest that it's incredible. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I would like to introduce to you my special guest today. He hails from Lavington, B.C. At six foot two, 260 pounds, he is a super heavyweight. He has over... 50 career multi-fight games, ladies and gentlemen, with a 60-fight with a major season in the 2005-2006 season. Ladies and gentlemen, this guy has 230 fights in 172 games. He is a true warrior, and he will be the star in the upcoming Ice Wars main event, which will be August 6th at the River Creek Resort and Casino against the king of the rink, Daniel Amesbury. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, my buddy, Mr. Curtis Swanson, a.k.a. the Cowboy. How are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing well. Just excited that the news is finally out there and got a lot of preparation to go into this big event. I mean, it's a huge stepping stone fight for me and an honor to be able to take on the champ there. Yeah, dude. I mean... I apologize for the long intro, Swanee, but the thing is, dude, is that it takes a long intro to describe you right now, dude, because what you're about to do, I think, is the most exciting thing in sports right now, bro. I had the opportunity to host Ice Wars 1. We did an incredible job. We're the best new combat sport in the world, Swanee. You put on such a great performance, and what that did for you, dude, is it earned you the main event for Ice Wars 2. So now, funny, like we were talking before the recording, I believe that this event on August the 6th is going to be an epic event, bro. And I'll tell you the reasons why again. All the nicks and things that we didn't think that we did properly, we're going to iron them out. We're going to the same venue. We're going to sell that place out. The pay-per-view is going to be off the hook because everybody's heard about us and now they're going to be able to see us live. Swanee, how do you feel like me saying all this stuff how is it making you feel like are you getting goosebumps do you get fired up explain to the listeners how you look at this i'm fired up but i mean i also look at it just like life if you're not moving forward you're not moving in a proper direction i mean i plan on being a better fighter than i was in the first one and i expect the event to be better than it was in the first one there's always kinks if you're not working to improve you're not working hard enough that's it, buddy. And you know what? That reminds me of a saying that Mr. John Marathi always says, that if you're not losing fights, you're not fighting guys tough enough, right? And that's the thing about Ice Wars, bro, is that everybody's so tough, Swanee, that anybody can be anybody right but it takes earning some 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 value in our company like you did in the first one to get that opportunity to fight the king of the ring so now let me ask you a couple questions swanee because this is hot off the press bro i saw this poster maybe an hour ago okay the main event right when did you find out that you were going to be doing this officially on tuesday i know it's been in the works for a few weeks now and they had some final logistics just to iron out and i also had to kind of veer my focus i took a boxing match uh june 25th oh wow! so i stepped right out of my comfort zone into a different arena and 
I was able to pull off a split decision at, in Cold Lake for Titans Boxing Club. They ordered me buddy. and convinced me to step into the ring there. Congratulations, that was buddy. a lot of fun, but I had to keep focused on that and not look forward towards ice wars. It was always in the back of my mind. This is the sport I really want to pursue is the ice wars, but anything that I can do is going to help me. And three two-minute rounds of boxing, that is a marathon. I don't think I've breathed that heavy after a fight ever. Swanee, I'm telling you, the boxing is probably the best way to prepare for the Ice Wars events because of the conditioning, the endurance that you have to build up. Just the fact that in boxing, like, you know, hockey fights, you can you can grapple a little bit, you know, like like I'm a grappler. I, I use that strength to my advantage. But during that time, sometimes we're resting a little bit where I find with the boxing, you're taking a lot more blows and you have to block and, and, and attack more. And I think that's going to help in a there... with Ice Wars everything's going to help like training MMA training. Anything's going to work into your favor in certain aspects. It's like the boxing I really enjoy and I find it helpful, but in a boxing match, you can step back and take a breath in a hockey fight. You're still engaged. You're engaged with your hands grappling. You're starting the chainsaw. It's way more of a sprint than a methodical puzzle. Like it's a game of chess in, uh, boxing hockey fighting it's a speed game of checkers you got to make your moves and you got to make them fast exactly buddy and, and i love that analogy right there so now let's like like I'm, i i definitely want to get into like your upbringing and stuff too swanee before i let you go but this breaking news today dude we had to get into it right away because it's, it's just such a big deal and like i said swanee like I think that your your combat match on August the 6th in Enoch, Alberta, the River Cree Resort and Casino, I honestly believe that this is the most exciting event that we have this summer because we're able to, like I said, improve all the things that we, that we want to improve on. Everything's going to be better, Swanee. This is the question. Did Amesbury, did he have to go up and wait to fight you? Like, are you guys fighting as a super heavyweight division? No, with it not being a tournament, there doesn't have to be a classified weight class. So you can okay. fight outside your weight class. Right I on. mean, I'm a little bit lighter than I was when I fought the first one. I weighed in at 269. I'm walking around about 250 right now. Okay. How do you feel, so, Swanee? Do you, are you more confident like that? Do you feel quicker? I feel good. I mean, I know I have a big mountain to climb. I, I mean, Amesbury is definitely the favorite. He showed it in the first one. He has better endurance. He's fast. He's younger. There's a lot of positives to him. I mean, the one thing that I always have going for me is I'm pretty stubborn. Like, I got rocked pretty good in my first fight, split open. I didn't let that affect me one bit. I fought exactly. Sawyer. I fought a mountain of a man, and my first round wasn't the strongest, but I gained strength in that fight as it went on, I think. You did, Swanee. And you know what? Like, what you did in the first one was you showed your skill for fighting. You had an incredible offense. But the one thing that you proved is that, dude, you will never give up. 
Like Amesbury has to understand where you have the advantage, Swanee, is you have the experience advantage, okay? You've been exposed to things that have been more similar to this tournament than anybody else. And I'm talking about the LNAH, you know, when especially back in the day, Swanee. And when you were on Laval and you're picking up 400 plus minutes and you're on that bench and you have to, you have to act like the craziest team in the toughest league in the world, because that's the reputation that the chiefs always have dude. And sometimes you were the guy and you were in your early twenties, man. Right. So yeah, I would have been 21. Yeah. And so- that season's actually really funny because they didn't want to sign me. They got convinced by Kurt Walston, the assistant coach, to sign me. And then they're like, well, you'll only play the occasional game. You'll be doing crazy shit and, you know, expect to be suspended, play one in three games. We'll bring you in against the tough teams. And I end up, we have a few guys who didn't show up for the year. Rosensoff left early. And then I had 67 fights in 42 games. I banged up my shoulder. I was ahead of Dubé and Parker, both with fighting majors with two weeks to go in the season. So they ended up surpassing me. And I think with preseason and playoffs, I ended up with 72 fights in the season. Wow. Wow. I mean, it's incredible because I've been in the league and I've seen you do it. I've seen you do it. And you know what the funny thing is, Swanee? The one thing I wanted to bring up that I that I always forget when I see you is do you remember the game in Tetford Mines? I was playing for the marquee and we had never fought yet, right? And it was kind of like towards the end of the year. So you know how those games I want to say weird? you were in Saint Saint because I don't think we played okay. against each other when you were That's in Marquee. Right. I was already You're right. done. You're right. I was in St. Saint, St. Hyacinth, the top design. We hadn't fought yet. It's towards the end of the season. And you, you, you were out there against me and you're like, McMorrow, we got to go. We got to go. We haven't gone yet. We got to go. And then I didn't want to go because I think our coaches said like that we didn't have to fight that night and we could just play. And my hand was kind of banged up. And I'm like, dude, I don't want to fight a fucking marathon. Uh, excuse my language. A marathon fighter. Well, my hands sore you know what i mean like i'm like the playoffs are next weekend you know i was kind of playing a little bit like at that point in my career you know and then you're just like and then i'm like i'm like i'm like screw up screw up swanee and you're like no we're going and you grabbed me and just you had the greatest grip i couldn't get out of it and you went boom boom i think i just kind of grabbed you maybe got a little rabbit punch in and then we went down but like dude you just you you let it be known that you were you were doing it like you told me you didn't jump me you gave me a big warning you said we're going right now I I, I gave you the no you said you have no choice and you, you laid it on the line and I and I love that about you dude because that's how you played your whole time you were very honest Swanee like let's say you were in a scrap the guy lost his balance you would actually kind of back up let them get back up and start again. We're like, you know, like, like, I, I don't know if you guys are buddies or not, but I found that like, you know, Duplain, for example, a guy that you played with, if that happened with him, he would just kind of jump on the guy and then it would be over where you would back up and actually want to go to battle. 
right? Yeah, I'm more of a showman. Like, Duplain was great at what he did. He yes. ended up on top a lot of his fights, but he wasn't the guy who was there to put on a big show. He was the guy no. who was there to win a quick fight, turn the momentum, and he yep. did well against everyone, utmost respect. Yep. But he wasn't, like, he's given me shit a ton of times for letting guys back up, and then they get a little bit of the upper hand on me. But I'm like, well, that's what they're paying me for. They want the it's show. It's for the fans. I just kind of wanted to get like, 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 cause my listeners, like my base, Swanee, like most of the people that follow my show are big fans of tough guys. Right. Because yeah. they're people that support me. That's what I had to do. And then, so when I do shows about other tough guys, they're, they're really interested because that's what they already like. So I really like to go to the beginnings. You know what I mean? So like Lavington, BC, is that the birthplace or is that kind of where you, where you grew up like as a young lad? Uh, pretty much both born in Vernon at the hospital, Lavington's in between Vernon, Lumbee and, Spent most of well, my minor hockey in Lumbee. I didn't start till I was 12. And then. Really? Yeah. Play, went and tried out for Junior B just for shits and giggles. Because I played like midget house, midget single A. And yeah. wasn't a skilled player. Never have been a skilled player. You guys all know that. Well, <laughs> you know, it depends if you're talking about. You know, summertime shinny. Yeah. I'm sure you can see some dangles from Swanee, but in the middle of the season, the LNAH, he's coming out there to go center ice and, and, and you know, change the momentum, right? But it depends where you're playing, right, Swanee, about the skill? Uh, not really. My skill is pretty limited. <laughs> <laughs> I got a few more moves in summertime beer league, but yeah. still definitely don't stand out by any stretch. I hear you, buddy. It's all good. So, okay. So, okay. So, okay. So hold on. You're not going to get off that easily, buddy. So 12 years old, 12 years old was the first year that you played hockey. Was that the first time you put on skates? Yeah. Like I'd put on skates a little bit as a kid, but never played organized, played house for my first two years, could barely skate. Yeah. Played, so what was the reason? What motivated you to start at twelve? Like, what was well, the, my best? The all my friends played hockey. I always wanted to. It was just begging the parents, and they finally put me in because my parents aren't big sports people. They're more laid back. Like, my dad's not a fan of organized sports just because of all the politics and bullshit that goes along with it. Fair enough. Fair enough. And you know, like sports is like, I'm, I come from a sports family, Swanee, but what I realized is that not everybody's into sports, man, especially when it comes to like, you know, like meeting women and stuff. Like not every girl is going to be a hockey girl. Not every girl is going to be a sports girl. You know what I mean? You, you have to, oh, yeah. learn to expand and that's what I had to learn to do. Right. So, so, so yeah, so that's, that's totally fair enough, but yeah, man. So 12 years old, you finally get going two years of house league and then you tried out for junior B. Is that what you said? Uh, no, I, I played well and played until I was 18, graduated high school. Like first, I guess three years were house, played Bantam single A, played midget house, our team folded halfway through the year. And then the next year I played midget single A. Me and our actually our co-leading scorer tried out for the same team and they cut him from Princeton and ended up keeping me because I fought six times in the three-day camp and then I was staying in my car down by the river, eating hot dogs and beans, whatever. Yeah. Okay, so Swati, what team was this? Say that again. What team was this? Uh, Princeton Posse. So the Princeton Posse. And so this is a junior B team? 
Yeah, I briefly played there for about a month, month and a half, and then they shipped me up to Slave Lake, Alberta, and I played there the rest of the year, and that's where I met Kurt Walston, who, without having that connection, I guarantee I wouldn't have made it to Quebec. Wow, man. So right after that was when you split the season pretty much with the team in Saguenay and the Laval Chiefs as a 21-year-old, Swanee, or were you 20? Uh, How old were you? I was, so I played the two years. I played my 18th, a year after high school in Junior B in Princeton and Slave Lake. And then the next year I played in Dawson Creek and Saxma. So four Junior B teams in two years. And then at 20, I went to Saguenay and Laval. And then down in Junior A because... Funnily enough, I was leading the LNAH and fighting majors when they sent me down. Wow. So now listen. But I mean, the super heavyweights, they were leaving me alone. They felt terrible for me, in my opinion. I still fought Bosse, but it wasn't like the Bosse that you saw when you came in the league. It was a. Yeah. He got better every year. Every year, Steve Bosse got more and more dominant until it came to the point where he pretty much was the number one guy and then decided, you know what, I'm going to take my talents to the, to the UFC, <laughs> right? No, sure. That's pretty much what happened. But, but, but Swanee, another really, like, what I find is a phenomenal story with you is, and the reason why I want to talk about it is because I understand it so much because I lived in the same region. Now, I was talking to my girlfriend about an hour ago and explaining to her that you played where I played. Now, when I played there, it was the LNAH. When you played there, it was the league that they have under the LNAH, which the Laval Chiefs would have their young guys play for, right? But the point I was trying to make. I'm sorry? It was the LNAH. It was actually the, they just folded early on in the year because they didn't have. uh, the great oh, so, ownership in that. Okay, so they so they folded and then became in the in the in the second league. Uh, yeah, they started the second out the next year. So that year they were in the LNH as the Fjord de Sagney, and then they folded. Had a dispersal draft. I want to say I went like oh wow, overall to Laval or something like that. Okay. Okay, so now, so now, Swanee. So, so what? I, what I was getting at was this region of Saguenay. I mean, they say like ninety-eight percent, buddy, but I think it's like ninety-nine point nine 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 percent francophone. So now, the difference between me and you going there is I went there as like a 29, 30-year-old veteran. I knew a little bit of French. I came, I, was like engaged. I came with like a little family, like a dog and a fiance. You went there as a 20-year-old kid all by himself. You didn't know a lick of French, did you, Swanee? Not a lick of French. And I mean, you can also remember, I came from a tiny, small town in southern BC too. Like, oh, we were man. ethnically diverse. There wasn't a ton of different things like loggers i think we had like under five natives and maybe three to four people of color in our whole yeah. high yeah so it was the whole experience of moving out was completely different new language thankfully we had the four or five guys on the team who were english as well that's right that was where i got by the most like trevor job he was a huge help in for the first while, we stayed in a hotel room. Me and Corey, Des- uh, Desert, 
Uh, he's got a long, old, weird last name, but we yeah. were roommates. We had a couple of Ukrainian guys who spoke English, and then really? Trevor Joe. And right, the French guys who speak both. Now, go on. I know that the arena had renovations done to it. When you were there, was was that before the renovations or after they had done it at the Palace de Sport? I want to say it was before, but we're also okay. talking but, 18 but years ago. The arena? Was it nice when you played there? Oh, it was decent. I mean, I didn't have much for expectations either. I came from playing Junior B, so like, yeah, that's any right. all those arenas in that circuit were yeah. pretty nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, of course, you got the historic, historic House of Pain, dude. What was it like? What was it like as a 21, 20, 21 year old going, being in the house of pain as a fighter for the Laval Chiefs though? Like, did you, did you realize what it was in the beginning or, or not really? And then you kind of like, uh, not really. I think my second, maybe third fight was Craig Martin. No in way. Cal in preseason. And was who was he playing? Who was he playing for? He was playing for Laval and I was in Saguenay. In Saguenay, that's yeah. right. Okay, because yeah. I was going to say, because I was going to say, who was he playing for? Because if you were for Laval, may maybe this was like a time, a couple games he played for another team that he wasn't on Laval, but he was on Laval, you were on Saguenay, and yeah. that's a big deal, dude. Your third fight was against Craig Martin, NHL Craig Martin. Yeah, and I think the fourth was Roger Maxwell, so no like, I didn't tiptoe into the league either, And but I didn't know this. I yeah. got by, like, I knew these were big, tough guys, but I didn't know any of their history. Which yeah. helped a lot because I wasn't overwhelmed and like, holy fuck, I shouldn't be doing this. It was just me going out there doing what I thought I had to do. There was no major internet, no big things. Like, I just knew these were tough guys. They told me to stay away from Pat Cote, and I understood that. <laughs> yeah, well, Pat Cote, I mean, that guy led the NHL in fights for, I think, multiple seasons, right? Yeah, one in Nashville for sure, but he definitely yeah. Yeah. did well for the short time <laughs> yeah. he was up there. Yeah, <laughs> man, it, it blows my mind, Swanee. Like, you know how there's that poster where it has the starting five of where it's Sugden, Cote, Burnett, Bosse, and I think Rabbi makes yeah. the fifth one. You know that now? Now that that picture, I believe, is taken in Saint George the Bose. Yeah, and I think they're about to play one of those St. George teams that had Christian Lawson, Terrio. I guess Chris Clutzi would probably be like the fifth, right? Yeah. It was those teams, right, bro? Yeah, you they both teams were tough. I mean, I was typically on teams with only about three deep, so I was always like able. When you were on Tetford, for example, Tetford yeah. Mine. Me and Duplain, then Mark Andre was sometimes. We had yeah. Jason briefly. But you were the show, though, Swanee. Is, like, that's what I'm getting at. Like, those other yeah. guys, like, like Duplain could be a number one on any team, but he's not the show. Curtis Swanson was the show, right? So I, it's just, I, there's, there's a big base that, that just find it really cool when we talk about the old Quebec stories. And like one of the, one of the, one of the kind of stories within the story of the game is going to be that fight. That's like the showcase fight. Now, if, if the game was at home, Tetford Mines would probably want you to fight the number one because they want to put the show on, right? But if you guys are on the road, they'd probably send you playing, 
right? Like, was it more like that? Or was it just kind of like you guys kind of talked it out? Because the teams that I were on, the coaches would tell us. But if two of us really kind of wanted to switch because we thought we'd do better against a certain guy, the coaches might consider that. How was it for you guys? I never really got instructed on who or what to do too much. Really? Really? Um, the only time which drove me nuts was when Bissonette was coaching me my last year and he told me not to fight Bossy and then put me on the ice with Bossy and I told him, you do that again, I'm fighting him. Yeah. But oh, he yeah. got in my head completely. He's like, oh, Bossy's been hurting people. Uh, you know, he, be really careful. And he just, he had me completely out of my zone. Now, I don't think I would have beat Bossy. I'm not naive. But it definitely, there's a mental aspect to the game that's, very underplayed and to be honest i've never been the best shape or anything else and where i've done well is mentally and being able to go into a fight with a bit of a game plan yes so now speaking of that 20 and i appreciate you sharing that info bro that is such awesome warrior mentality info and i love it bro now speaking of that now we have what we're what are we three weeks away from yeah. August? we're three weeks away now, to uh, to, uh, to, uh, to to us, like we've been fighters our whole lives, Swanee. So to us, if we have three weeks to prepare for something, you know, I'm not saying that, that you have it like you've been doing a lot of training, but I'm just saying like mentally from this point on the mental preparation. I think I think you're you're in really good standing. I'm I've been talking to you for the past half an hour and you seem to be extremely confident. You seem to be extremely calm, and I, and I know that that's your style. You have the experience, and I just think that this matchup, man, like I think that we really lucked out having both you guys available because, like I said, it's going to be epic, Swanee. And, like, I know that you're going to be prepared. I know how excited you are. Like you mentioned earlier in the show, this is a really big opportunity for you. It's a really big opportunity for Ice Wars to have you, right? So it, it's round circle. It, it's phenomenal, buddy. And, 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 like, I'm really excited for you, my man. Thanks. I mean, the preparation for this is so different than in a hockey season. In exactly. a hockey season you know the fights are a lot shorter you've got to worry about the second fight in the game uh, next night you're fighting the next weekend so sometimes you fight a little more guarded whereas this is all out one night and it's three one minute rounds so yeah buddy complete different challenge i mean i know i definitely have to work on my cardio because in all honesty, if I was to fight Amesbury in that final of the last event, he probably would have mopped the floor with me. He was just that well-trained. Yep. So I'm hoping we can come up with a different outcome on this one here, and I can give you guys all a great show. Yeah, buddy. And, and, and I know you will, buddy. And I'm excited for you. And I really appreciate you coming on so soon after this was announced, buddy. Like, we're talking hours after it was announced. You agreed to come on, Tony. And, and I really appreciate that, buddy, because this was very, very exclusive interview. So we're, we're going to be in touch. You know me, buddy. I'm a little bit annoying. I'll be, I'm going to be calling you, texting you, wishing you the best. But I can't wait to see you, buddy. I can't wait for all of us to meet up again. It's going to be so 
fun, man. We're going to the same place. Everybody's familiar. Everyone will be so comfortable. And we're just going to build on this great movement that we have going on, Ice Wars International, right? So sure. I'm have... excited about this cruiserweight tournament. I mean, yeah. oh, everybody's pumps up the big guys and the super heavyweights, but these small guys, I mean, that's a whole different battle. Like they are going to throw so many more punches. Yeah. I think we're in for a massively yeah. entertaining night. Exactly. I, I agree with you hundred percent. And like, and like, you know what, like, like they are the smaller weight class, but I mean, it's, what is it? 205 and under, right? Yeah. So 175, you know 205. Yeah, I think. So, but yeah, but you know what? The guys that are close to 200 pounds, they're pretty decent size lads. You know what I mean? Oh, we're yeah. just big. We're just big lads, 20. They're, they're decent yeah. size, but like you said, they're, it's going to be quick. It's going to be explosive. And it's going to be a lot of action, bro. Yeah, well, I mean, in all honesty, if I could ever get my physique and myself into good enough shape, I should be fighting in the heavyweight division. Yeah, so, so eventually you could see yourself dropping down to 225, right? Uh, under 235. I think under that's around 250, and I do carry on a little unnecessary weight, but... We all I'm, do. For right now, I mean, I'm also a 38-year-old man. I'd never... I barely played under 235 when I was in my early 20s. I was horrible. Oh I float from 220 to 285. Wow. Jeez. The cowboy, Curtis Swanson. So, dude, um, I think that we, I might, I may ask, like, I probably will be asking you, like, just right before the event. Maybe, I'm, maybe I'll, I'll catch you at the hotel, like, the night before, the day before, but we'll definitely be talking to you before, buddy. But, man, I wish you the best in your preparation, Swanee. I'm so excited for this event. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of both of you, but I've known you a heck of a lot longer, bro. And I'm, I'm very, very proud that you're in the, main event bro like this is a really big deal it's a pay-per-view event swanee you know all the implications and you're proud to do this you're putting it on the line and you're a brave man and i appreciate that bro and i want to thank you like like personally because it's really cool shit man yeah i really appreciate the opportunity and i mean i never thought if you had asked me two or three years ago if i'd yeah. be doing something like this i was out so of shape cool. just yeah. focused on my company and working and for whatever reason, I got COVID there last summer and kind of spurred me to get back in shape. And this kind of all just fell into place. And I'm really looking forward to coming out and competing. Yes, buddy. Awesome, bro. So we'll end it just like that on a positive note. So I want to thank the, the listeners for tuning in to another episode of The Sheriff featuring special guest, Mr. Curtis Swanson, the cowboy, the main event competitor this August 6th at the River Creek Resort and Casino. So we're going to sign off now, guys. Woo!